Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Illini Football. We did not forget about this podcast. We just had a lot going on. And a holiday. You know, it messed up. Thanksgiving week is just, uh, can be a disaster. I love holidays. They're awesome. Christmas, number one in the holiday rankings for me. By the way, this is Matt Daniels. I'm the sports editor of the News Gazette. That's Scott Ritchie, our line I beat writer. Men's basketball, football, volleyball. No women's basketball. That's Joe Vizelli Jr.'s territory. It's fine. Okay. You used to uh, you used to cover women's basketball. I did. The Matt Bolant era. All right, we're going off on so many different tangents to start. Anyway, holiday rankings. Christmas number one. Thanksgiving two. This is where it gets murky then. I'm gonna say Halloween number three, ever since I've had kids, they really enjoy it, so that's kinda cool to see. I'm not a big Halloween fan myself. I stopped dressing up when I was nine. Bah humbug. Yeah, I, yes, I am. I, I did not like it. I did not like going up to strangers' houses asking for candy. It was just against my my whole being. Fourth <laughs> uh, of July, four. Um, what other holidays are there that are, are we missing a major one? Um, New Year's Day. See, this is how I thought of it as a kid. New Year's Day, I thought it was just a holiday reserved for college football. I really did. When I was like five and six, I thought it was, okay, it's New Year's Day because there's all these college football bowl games on. I mean, there's uh, like other things that happen. Like that what? I don't, I mean, I'm sorry. New Year's Day is like completely overblown holiday. It's the new year. It's the new year. Okay, cool. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, 2022 really got you down. You're looking you know, ahead to 2023. Um what are your holiday rankings, Scotty? Um, number one, my birthday. <laughs> B- birth week, birth month. This uh, is not surprising at all. <laughs> I like to celebrate it. Um, two, Christmas. Three, Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, four. I like Memorial Fourth Day. Fourth of July. Memorial yeah. Day is nice. Cookout. I'm not a grill person at all, though. I have someone else cooking <laughs> <laughs> for me. You got to figure it out. Um, you know, just really any excuse to get the grill out. Okay, probably. fair enough. Where's Halloween for you? Well, I mean, no kids. Okay. I'm certainly not dressing up <laughs> anymore. You, whatever. You were Rod Farva this year for Halloween, weren't you? Yeah, but I'm not like going out trick-or-treating. <laughs> I did. Okay. Okay, I did have a costume, <laughs> but that was that was different. That was just for a party. All right, here's my one last holiday comment before hopefully people haven't turned this off already. Who came here to listen to? I'll LMO check football. out the analytics after we're done. And when, the, <laughs> when the listen through rate is like half of a percent, well, no, uh, we should probably talk more about football. Probably a controversial take. Easter. My only beef with it, 
great food, celebrate family, all that other stuff. It always fluctuates. Give me a date. <laughs> <laughs> We're really nitpicking the holidays. I here. need a date. I mean, I think it's... I feel in my lifetime, I'm 36, it's gone from like mid-March to like late April. And then back again. Exactly. It can be whatever... Well, I mean, there's... I probably should like know how it's decided. It's like the third Sunday after something, I don't know. Okay, we're going to get... Yeah, we'll we'll move on to other topics so we don't dive down the But uh, the the reasoning we got down the holiday rabbit hole was Thanksgiving was last week. Yeah. It it changes everyone's schedule. The last... uh, Last time we podcasted was two weeks ago. Illinois football's played two games since then. Uh, lost at Michigan, nineteen seventeen, on a last-second field goal. Bitterly cold day at the big house, and then took Northwestern back behind the woodshed at Ryan Field, and just pounded Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats, forty-one to three. Last Saturday in Evanston, uh, but as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, November 30th, last day of November. Probably what a lot of Illinois fans are feeling right now is frustration because the Big Ten's leading rusher in Chase Brown, second in the country right now in rushing yards with 1,643, needs only 55 more to break Mikhail LaShore's single-season record set in 2010. Chase Brown is not a first-team All-Big Ten running back. Explain. The disrespect. It's real. It's real. It's real. I, this just adds to the, I shouldn't say like conspiracy theory that's out there, but just the narrative that Illinois just gets the shaft all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's. It is explain. It is what it is. Yeah. That's a good cliche really to go with to, right now. Don't really need to dive down that rabbit hole. Um, but. Was it interesting when one of the finalists for the Doak Walker <laughs> Award, which is awarded to the top running back in the country, wasn't even first team in his own conference? I don't know. That's a little strange. Here's where it happened. And I will just put this out there. I am not one of the voters. Not my. It was not my fault. Mm-hmm. Go after everyone else. <laughs> um, but it's something I talked about. Weeks ago, mm-hmm. like when Chase Brown was just first starting to kind of get that Heisman talk, it was like he hadn't scored enough. Mm-hmm. And you look at Blake Corum, Michigan, Mo Ibrahim, the in Minnesota, two, the two running backs that got first team All Big and the ten nods over Brown, who we did get second team All Big Ten voted on by the league's coaches and the the media that voted in this. They both scored much more often than Chase Brown did. Yeah, Corum had uh, eighteen touchdowns, uh, one thousand four hundred sixty three yards. Uh, average 5.9 yards per carry. Uh, Mo Ibrahim, uh, 1,594 yards. 19, 19 touchdowns. touchdowns. Played one fewer game. One fewer game. Uh, had 304 carries still. Average 5.2 yards oh. per carry. Chase Brown, 1,643 yards on 328 carries. Single season record by an Illini. Uh, only 10 Rushing touchdowns. I will add this, though, and I don't know. This probably doesn't matter when you talk about running backs. Uh, I think it should. Maybe. Chase Brown, 27 receptions, 240 yards, three receiving touchdowns. Blake Corum, 11 catches, 80 yards, one touchdown. Mo Ibrahim, seven catches, 50 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, I I think it it matters. It's part of Mm -hmm. the position. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think the real villain here is Tommy DeVito. There we go. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to And his four quarterback <laughs> sneak touchdowns, three yeah. at Wisconsin and then one um, last Saturday at Northwestern. So it, if Brown would have gotten to 15 rushing touchdowns, does that put him above? I don't think it puts him above Corum. I think the I think Corum gets the bid because he's at Michigan and they're undefeated. Yeah. Which, I mean, is that the way it should happen? Maybe not. Here's, here's the way I would look at it. I don't have a problem with Mo Ibrahim, mm-hmm. first team All Big Ten. Because if you take him off of that Minnesota True. team, they stink. Mm-hmm. Same with Chase Brown. I think, and it, I think it showed in the Ohio State game. You take Blake Corum off the field. There's Donovan Edwards rushing for 200 whatever yards against mm-hmm. the Buckeyes. He might not be as valuable. I'm not saying he's not good. He's mm-hmm. obviously a very talented running back. But Chase Brown, Mo Ibrahim more valuable to their team and to the success those teams have had, even if it's not at the level of Michigan. So what happens then on December 8th when college football's brightest gather in, I think it's Florida, somewhere in Florida, they have the uh, Home Depot College Football Awards show on ESPN. What happens then when uh, Chase Brown wins the Doak Walker over (laughs) Blake Corum (laughs) from Michigan? Uh, who is one of the three finalists? Uh, it's Chase Brown, Blake Corn from Michigan, and Bijan Robinson from Texas are th- the three finalists for the Doak Walker Award given to the country's top running back. So you could have a scenario. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You could have a scenario where the award given to the nation's best running back is to one Big Ten running back and Chase Brown, and then the Big Ten running back of the year too. Blake Corn won that award is given to a different individual. I like it. Chaos. To set the world on fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure how the Doke's going to wind up. I, like, I almost see B. John Robinson. He's had a really good year taking it. Um, but uh, you almost want to see Chase Brown win it just because, like, if he does, then, I don't know, like, he has to hit Blake Corm with, like, the Stone Cold Stunner or something. It's like, just mic, you, mic drop. I don't know. Do you think of Brown, I'm just saying, putting this out there, Again, incredible season that Chase Brown is having. We're not diminishing this by any stretch of the imagination. He had, what, 61 rushing yards against Northwestern, left early with a, an injury, came back, though. Reggie Love the third really kind of took over. And the fact that the – although I was I was watching Saturday's game while here in the office and, and you were up in the warm, cozy press box at, at Ryan Field, which I'm sure there are some high school stadiums in the Chicagoland area that are nicer than Ryan Field. Maybe. But why was Chase Brown in the game so late against Northwestern as well? That's a that's a one talking point. I was watching the game. I'm like, they're up 34-3 to three with like five minutes left. I'm like, okay, what if he gets hurt right here? What 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 happens in, in that scenario? But he didn't. Yeah. But well, I mean, you know why he was in the game. Uh, exactly, to pad the stats. Totally 100%. makes sense. Yeah. I'm saying as if he would have had one of his patented games they had this year, you know, 130, 140 rushing yards. Let's say he gets close to 1,800 yards on the season uh, with, like, 13, 14 touchdowns. So do you think that puts him over the top? Or do you think the fact if Illinois would have won uh, some of those home games in November, Purdue or Michigan State, or they're sitting at 9-3, and three, or they're going to the Big Ten title game this week, do you think that would have elevated Chase Brown maybe in the minds of some voters? Maybe, but, like, Clearly, some of them still voted for Mo Ibrahim and the Gophers. So what you're saying? I guess, is- like, I think like Minnesota can like claim 
Uh, I mean, it's not this is big. It's not Big Ten basketball, but like Minnesota could claim a share of the West title if they wanted to. Sure, I think. No, because Purdue won it outright. Oh, did they win it outright? Six and three. Yeah, okay. we did, we didn't have chaos cause since Purdue won. I couldn't. They could claim they claim a share of second place along yeah. with Illinois and Iowa. So I don't. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just you know Illinois versus everybody. Chase Brown had no shot because obviously Illinois was going to get the short. So was Mo Ibrahim like the third party candidate in this scenario? Yeah, he's the he's the Green Party. <laughs> he came in and actually like stole the election. Stop the steal. <laughs> um, I've heard this happen. Um, it's I don't I don't know what more Chase Brown needed to do other than score like seventeen or eighteen mm-hmm. touchdowns because he had a terrific season and again. Remove Chase Brown. And, like, Reggie Love had a mm-hmm. fine game against... Northwestern. Of awful. Just a really terrible <laughs> Northwestern team. Um, Ed, are they bad? Northwestern football, bad? Yeah. Ed, Ed's not in his head. So, I, think, I don't know, like, what a full season of Reggie Love would have been, but I don't know that it would have been Chase Brown. So, again, there's value in Chase Brown that... I think Mo Ibrahim had with Minnesota, and again, I might have left Blake Quorum off my list, but right. also did not vote. Don't come at me. Just want to keep saying that. I don't need to be in any, anybody's mentions. You want to get tested with some trivia questions right now, Scotty? Since well, I mean, favorite? no, because okay. this isn't you know like series history questions like we've done. You know that I've I'm not routinely trying to, gotten wrong. I'm not trying to have you you know project you know Illinois Kentucky series history. That'll happen later when the Kentucky Bowl. Oh, in December. It's <laughs> another. It's a future from? podcast. Um, I'll, I'll give you. This won't be like a specific question. Okay, here it is. Since 2010, Illinois football has had three offensive players earn first-team All Big Ten honors. Who are those three? Since 2010. Since 2010, they've had three. Here, I'll narrow it down for you. Two skill position players, one non-skill position player. The most recent one, you're not going to remember at all. I guarantee you this. Two skill, one non. So non-skill would be an offensive lineman. Correct. Um, probably should have been Nick Allegretti, but the teams were so bad. Uh, Ted Karras. Nope. More recent. More recent? Mm-hmm. I think Peoria. Oh, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green, 2020. Yeah. Pittsburgh dumpster fire of a season. Steelers fans would disagree with his value. Dumpster fire of a season and a dumpster fire of a year. Let's just be honest. 2020 is bad. First team, all conference by the coaches and the media. Huh. I probably, I, I might have voted in that one even. I don't remember. Um, all right. I'll give you the years for the other position. two. Do you want to let's give it one go before I give you the years? Um, AJ Jenkins. Yes, 2011. AJ Jenkins, and then first team by the league coaches and media. Hmm. I think Chase Brown. So running back. Okay. Uh, since think think Centennial High School. Oh, so Kelly Shore. There you go. I just I always think like he played much longer longer ago than he. Actually, did no, 2010. Mikel Shore, first team coaches and media. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, 
and do uh, do some more Illinois football talk right after these messages. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. All right, we're back on the Inside Atlanta Football Podcast. Scott has simmered down from uh, his defense of Chase Brown as the best running back in the country. That's what I heard these previous 15 <laughs> minutes or so. <laughs> sets, the new, sets the new standard for running backs. Yeah, I'm mean, going to have to listen to the playback, but I'm fairly certain I didn't say anything. Who was the better Brown, though, last Saturday in Evanston? Was it Chase oh, or was it, was it Sydney? Sydney? Okay, fair enough. A mile. Big yeah. Ten Defensive Player of the Week, Sydney Brown, Illinois Starting Safety, Walter Camp National Foundation. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I mean, Reese's Senior Bowl, <laughs> Defensive Player of the Week. They need to rename the Reese's Senior Bowl the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup <laughs> Senior Bowl. That'd be a lot better. Um, Roll off the tongue better. He was... Had Terrific. more touchdowns than his twin. Yeah, I mean, also to looked more elusive in the open field. To reiterate this, as bad as Northwestern defense was, their offense was somehow worse. Five interceptions. Yeah, I mean, and I get one was a hail mary attempt at the end of the first half, so. and it was like a third or fourth string walk on quarterback. But they've beaten Illinois with third and fourth string walk on quarterback. <laughs> I was there the for past. the Andrew Marty game. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, but uh, Sidney Brown was the first player in a decade, like nationally, to have an interception, a pick six, and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, clearly the better twin mm-hmm. on Saturday. All in the second half, too. He had one pick. The, the, the intercept, the two touchdowns. The non-scoring yeah. mm-hmm. interception was in the first half. Okay. As Northwestern would get into Illinois territory and then be like, here, have the ball. We've, <laughs> we've gone as far as we can go. <laughs> All right, so Illinois uh, wraps up the regular season at 8-4, and 5-4 uh, and four in the Big Ten. Uh, really cool moment for a lot of seniors and guys that have been uh, around the program for some time, like Alex Pelcheski, Alex Pilstrom. To uh to get to carry the land of Lincoln trophy the hat, hat. Uh, off off Ryan Field second straight season, Illinois has won the trophy game against the Wildcats after doing so in Champaign uh, last year a little bit of luster lost lost though by the time Saturday night rolled around and Illinois was celebrating its its first season of at least eight wins in the regular season since two thousand seven uh, I was twenty one then uh you were twenty. I was okay. You weren't. E- you can even legally drink a beer. The last time Illinois did that, that's a long time. Um, because we're old now. <laughs> yes, we are. We have old man views on the world. Um, I'm yelling at the sun that's peering in the studio right now because it's blinding me. Um. Anyway, some of the l- luster lost by the fact that Indiana could not pull an upset and knock off Purdue, sending the Boilermakers uh, to. Be lambs to the slaughter in the Big Ten championship <laughs> game. You never know. I think Jeff Brown might. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve. If they're going to beat like Michigan. Pull them all off. Like yeah, they're going to have to outscore Michigan. Trick they're, play they're gonna, after trick play. Yes, exactly. 
Um, still don't really. I don't think they have a chance. Purdue beat uh, one at Indiana, thirty to sixteen. A game the Hoosiers led seven to three at halftime, and then Purdue just kind of steadily uh, pulled away late to uh, to seal that one up. Obviously, the potential for Illinois to go to the Big Ten title game would have been taken care of if they would have taken care of business earlier in November with some home victories against either Michigan State or Purdue. But anyway. Was still a possibility, though, entering Saturday because Iowa football did what Iowa football does, and that's fail, <laughs> fail to meet the moment. And uh, Mickey Joseph, in his last hurrah as interim coach of the Cornhuskers, led Nebraska into Kinnick Stadium, uh, picked up a 24-17 win last Friday to set up the possible scenario for Illinois to still get to the Big Ten Championship game. In Indy, but that uh, did not happen. Um, have to think, too, that next year might be the best chance for Illinois to get back to Indy because who knows what when 2024 arrives with UC, UC, USC and UCLA, what that's going to look like as far as the Big Ten schedule and how the divisions or pods won't be divisions. Yeah, how that's going to, if they're even going to be a Big Ten championship game. Who knows? College football is going to look really different yeah. in a couple of years. Strike while the iron's hot when there's still a West to win. Exactly. Um, but it, it's a strange place to be. Like, Illinois is 8-4, and four and, mm-hmm. like, it's a great season of Illinois football, but there's also be, like... Tinge of disappointment. And more than a tinge, because... It's all, it's all the timing of when the losses happen. Yeah. If Illinois started out 0-4 and, and then won 8 straight, woohoo. Brett Bielma, miracle worker. Yes. And Instead, it's, it's start... Just, Seven and one, and then lose three of their last four. It's just a, a tough finish, and sh- they should have beat Purdue or Michigan State or both um, at home. Honestly, should have beat Indiana. Sh- true, should have beat Michigan. Sh- should be twelve and zero college football playoff top four ranking. Yeah, yeah. It's but but they lost their four games by I think a combined nineteen points. Yeah, I mean, one score games and all of them, and like that's growth for a program mm-hmm. that not that long ago lost sixty three to zero at home to Iowa. Could argue though they should have lost to Iowa. Yeah, that's so not the only one though of the wins that they had. Yeah, the rest of them were pretty much convincing. Yeah, I mean yeah. not high scoring, but true convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a weird space to uh, to exist in for Illinois football. It's like Illinois fans, a, a generation of Illinois fans haven't seen it this good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, could have been better. It's basketball season now. Colin Hawkins, triple-double. That was impressive. Um, still football season, though. There's a bowl game to play mm-hmm. somewhere. We're going to find out Sunday afternoon. Probably exactly in what Florida. Time. Would be my guess. <clears throat> Maybe That's your hope. Eh. Gotta tell you, like Tampa and Orlando don't move the needle as much as other places in Florida. About Jacksonville? Moves it even less. Um, so you're not looking forward to the Gator Bowl? Brett Bielma wanted to play in the Gator Bowl last year when, uh, who dropped out? I don't remember. Rutgers eventually ended up filling the spot vacated by I just, Texas A&M, I want to say. Yeah, I just remember... Things it have was, gone bad for Jimbo Fisher since then. <laughs> it was I just remember it was day of the bragging rights game. I was in St. Louis, and then all of a sudden it's like Illinois is going to play in a bowl game in like four days. I was like, excuse me. Yeah, um, that was that was like eleven months ago. That's crazy. Yeah, 
Uh, it just feels like yesterday. Um, but I mean, I'm curious what the bowl game will bring. Mm-hmm. Who will play? Who that, will, who won't play? In Illinois, again, Illinois has not been in many bowl games since the bowl opt-out option has become a prevalent thing, which is only in the last what six, seven years or so. Christian McCaffrey kind of started that trend. Yeah, I guess Leonard he did. Fournette. Yeah, and in 2019, there's nobody opt out just because it, it was like mm-hmm. we've never done this before, yeah. so we're gonna play. And uh, there weren't like a ton of pro prospects. They've At got least a, in the moment at, on that team. They've got a ton this year. Chase Brown, we've talked a lot about him already. Devin Witherspoon, have to can't we've gone this far in the podcast without mentioning Devin Witherspoon. Uh, first team All Big Ten selection, more notably uh, Tatum Woodson, defensive back of the year in the Big Ten. The first individual defensive honor for Illinois football by a big uh, first individual Big Ten honor by a defensive player. At Illinois since 1994, when Simeon Rice won the Lineman of the Year. I'm sure that was a hard choice for the voters back then. Also, first time Illinois had three defensive players get first-team All-Big Ten. You have Devin Witherspoon, cornerback. Sidney Brown, first-team by the coaches, second-team by the media. And then Johnny Newton, first-team by both the coaches and media. First time since 94. When a trio of linebackers, very noteworthy Illinois linebackers, Simeon Rice, Dana Howard, and Kevin Hardy all got that honor. Who was better than Whitney Merciless in his, like... No, I'm saying it's since they've had three. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, in terms of individual, went, like, award winner. He won the Hendricks Award, which was given to the nation's defensive, best defensive end in 2011. But Big Ten honors, he did not receive any individual... Wild. There's got a Chase Brown situation here. (laughs) Rashard Mendenhall won the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year in 07. Uh, Dana Howard, Big Ten Defensive Player in 94, along with Simeon Rice as Big Ten Lineman of the Year. Yeah, 2011. wonder who was better than Whitney Merciless in the Big Ten. I don't know. Maybe it was that murky murky world of leaders, legends, and (laughs) Big Ten really didn't know what to do. Maybe. Because he had a phenomenal single season there. He did. 16 sacks. Tied Simeon Rice's single season record. All right, bowl game. Who's Illinois going to play? Where are they going to go, Scotty? What's your gut say? My gut says... Don't say Duke's Mayo Bowl just because you want it to happen. I do want it to happen. I did. I don't think it will, unfortunately, for everyone. Maybe not so unfortunate for Brett Bielma in case he gets... In case he wins the game. Yeah. And he loses in life later. He's <laughs> <laughs> covered in mayonnaise. Um, probably the zombie outback bowl. <laughs> uh, ReliaQuest. If it's you, got a new sponsor, a new name this year. Yeah, Google ReliaQuest and you'll still not really understand what they do. Cybersecurity. Some okay. sort. Um, but it would be fitting. I was like, make the outback bowl. And it's not the outback bowl anymore. Well, they played in that bowl game before. Illinois has used used to be the Hall of Fame Bowl. Got shut out by Clemson in 1991. Well, time for redemption. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go to the Citrus Bowl. I think Purdue's kind of got that one locked up. Uh, Michigan, likely a college football playoff. Ohio State, maybe. If USC loses to Utah. Or TCU. I, I I, I think TCU. They'd have to, like, get run. What, what happens if... 
one of those teams loses and Alabama somehow jumps Ohio State. Um <laughs> <laughs> Then, like, immediately expand the playoff, <laughs> even if you didn't have plans for it. Because, like, what, a two-loss Alabama? I would, say Illinois, I would say Illinois is probably the fourth most attractive bowl team. I, I think I say this because Illinois has not gone to a lot of these upper-level bowl games. Or you can just say Illinois time. hasn't gone to many bowl games. That is true. But you think of the last four bowl games they've gone to, Three of them don't exist anymore, or in different <laughs> iterations of them existing. Um, they haven't been to the Citrus Bowl since 1990. Uh, the Zombie Outback Bowl have never been to that one, or they've been once. One was the Hall of Fame Bowl. Excuse me, I should know that. I just said that. Um, Music City Bowl, I think, would in, be intriguing. I like national drivable distance. You're going to play probably an SEC team. One bowl that I think it'll be an SEC opponent. Almost regardless. It will be an SEC opponent in this. If they go to the Citrus, the Relia Quest, Music City. Uh, one bowl we haven't talked about is the Gator Bowl. Because, again, this is the confusing part of the bowl landscape. Is They have a partnership with the Big Ten, SEC, and ACC. But they like alternate what teams go there. So it's not for sure that the Gator Bowl is in play. If they would somehow wind up in Charlotte at the Duke's Mayo Bowl, that would be against an ACC team. That's less exciting. I pontificated earlier this week that it'd be the Tommy DeVito Bowl. You get Syracuse down in Charlotte. Storylines are galore. I could talk to Dino Babers about the the good times. At EIU. At EIU. There you go. Um, I don't know. Probably Tampa. So you're thinking Tampa. Okay. I think. All right. I don't know. That's on Monday, January 2nd. I think 11 a.m. kick. All the traditional New Year's Day bowl games this year are on January 2nd because New Year's Day falls on Sunday and the NFL rules still. So Music City Bowl's on New Year's Eve. It's a Saturday. 11 a.m. kick, I think. I mean, honestly? From a sports writing standpoint. Don't care where it's at as long as it's at 11 a.m. From a sports writing standpoint, Scott does not want to go to Phoenix for the guaranteed rate bowl. Even though it's at Chase Field, cool setup, warm, because that kicks at 9.15 p.m. on uh, the December 27th, I believe. So that 9.15... Central time. Okay. Um, Still late. Don't think the pinstripe bowl's in play? I hope not. 1 p.m. kick, I think that's on December 29th. I think Illinois won enough to put... At Yankee Stadium. One. Be cold. Cool, yeah. I'm cold. <laughs> Open air press box. No thank you. It would um, suit Illinois well. Grind out a thirteen to ten bowl win. I mean, let's be honest; it's going to be that score anyway. <laughs> hey, they put up forty-one points against Northwestern. Northwestern is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here they are going to spend almost a billion dollars on a new stadium. It's like you're just going to waste a billion dollars. All right. Well, hopefully, we haven't wasted people's time with this uh, award-winning podcast. We'll be back again before the bowl game kicks off. Maybe next week once we find out. Scott Scott's in full on basketball mode though. He's got to go to head to the East Coast next week to see Illinois, Texas, and the Jimmy V Classic. Got a lot going on these days, Scotty. I have a lot going on most days. That's true. That's your worst road trip in December though for basketball. Got to go to bragging rights and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like really okay, not. and then bowl game somewhere probably okay. Florida. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back. Sometime in December. Don't know if it'll be next week or the week after. Uh, but we'll have plenty of Illinois football left to talk about. 
Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your week, everyone.